Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and what is going on, y'all? So, last week I took a week off uh, for spring break with my kid, and we also had Easter, so I just wanted to take a break and really try to be intentional with, um, you know, spending time with the family, so that's what I had going on. So, I did miss y'all, though. Uh, I feel like um, I had so much shit to talk about last week, and then this week, I, I didn't really even pay attention much to, I feel like last week was a blur. And so I really don't have much to talk about today. So today should be, uh, fairly quick, but, um, I'm still going to run my mouth for a little while. So let's just talk about, uh, spring break. Um, so we kind of chilled in Charlotte and we spent a lot of time together. We went out to eat quite a few times spent a lot of time together as a family. I got to catch up on some movies and some shows that I wanted to watch. So that was actually really cool. Uh, I watched the Billie Holiday movie with Andre Day. I thought the movie was really good. Andre Day killed that shit. So she deserved to get a award for that. Um, let's see. I watched the, the genius Aretha Franklin series. I'm trying to think, did I talk about that on here with, that's the one with Cynthia, you know, later this year, Uh, or next year they're coming out with the movie with Jennifer Hudson, um, playing Aretha, but, uh, Cynthia Ariva, uh, did phenomenal. And she actually was actually singing those parts. And so, um, I thought that was, that documentary was really good. Really, really, really good. It was an eight part, um, series. So I watched that and then I watched the Tina Turner documentary, the Tina Turner documentary that was on HBO max. And I will say that they did a phenomenal job with putting that together. Like, of course, you know, growing up, like I had watched What's Love Got to Do With It. I think we all did for the most part. But what we saw in that movie really didn't even scrape the surface of what she had to endure, you know, with Ike. And then as she moved forward and built the strength to get her own and really reinvent herself at 40 and all the work and grind that you saw that she had to do. And then for her to just be, uh, you know, in these sold out arenas and all that, like, you know, in, into her forties and just recreating herself. I, I was just like black women, man. So fucking dope. Just all three, all three of those, all three of those shows, you know, it just shows you just the power of the woman and the strength and, um, and just, you know, that Tina Turner doc was really sad. All the movies to me were really sad to be completely honest, you know, because you see, it's like the same, the same shit, you know, whether it's, you know, drugs, addiction, abuse in some kind of way, you know, but then you, but you also see the focal point of a strong woman, strong black woman. So, um, I really enjoyed actually sitting down for a moment and watching these, you know, and we watched them pretty much as a family. And so I thought that was pretty good. I, you know, I never, I watched women of Brewster place. Y'all remember that from the eighties? Um, like I think when I was young, like maybe small and I don't really remember it. So I don't know why, but I was like, you know, I really want to read this book. And I went and bought the book. And so I just finished the book last night and that damn book was just absolutely fucking devastating. So tonight I plan on watching the movie and I'm a little nervous to watch the movie because that book was just rough golly so that's all I've really been doing um I've been reading uh you know I've really been trying to be intentional and and spend a lot of time with my family my sister Tracy just entered her third trimester 
So, you know, it's only about 90 days, uh, you know, less than 90 days now till my niece will be here. And then uh, my nephew Avery just turned eight the other day. And um, he is just a, a ball of joy and so much personality. And so, you know, it, I really have been really happy just to be able to spend time with my family. And uh, so that's all I've pretty much been doing. And so that's what I've been up to um, since the last time we talked. And um, so let's just go into some Motivational Monday. So with everything going on in the world, I think I've asked this question before, but I think this is something that we all need to remind ourselves sometimes, especially in moments that we feel a little down or we forget, right? So for Motivational Monday, I wanted you to ask yourself, what are you thankful for? And why? And that could be a journal entry or that could just be a quick, you know, what are you thankful for? I think sometimes, especially in adulting, we get so caught up in all the shit that we have to do or all the stuff that we have going on. I have been so swamped at work, y'all. It has been absolutely ridiculous. I, I literally feel like some days I all I have time to do is get off work and pour me some fucking wine and just sit there because that's all I have the mental capacity to do. And I have to remind myself what I'm thankful for and all the things that I'm working towards and how I'm in the middle of this life pivot so that, you know, uh, once everything that I have in motion coming to fruition, you know, things obviously would be different. So I still have to remind myself to be thankful every day. Right. So that's what I have for Motivational Monday. Today, I'm not going to do Black Excellence. I did want to say a few words in regards to DMX. And, you know, I definitely want to say rest in peace you know, sending so many prayers to his children, uh, and his family. And I will say this, like DMX passing was, it was kind of triggering for me a little bit because, you know, we saw throughout the years that he struggled with addiction addiction is a real thing. Right. And, um, you know, I watched my father struggle with alcoholism my entire life and my dad died at 50, uh, the same as DMX. And so, I know I can, I can imagine what his kids feel because I know what it felt like for me. And my dad passed away when I was in my twenties and, um, I'm still, you know, I still struggle with it, you know, and I'm still devastated from it. And so, um, what I think has been beautiful, you know, even, even though he's passed is that there has been that one negative thing. And even though, um, we, we talked about this earlier on my other uh, podcast show, third shout out to third chamber. Um, but we talked about this earlier, just saying that, you know, sometimes when people have addictions, they might be nasty or somebody might have something negative to say about a person, but there's literally haven't been anybody that's had anything negative to say about DMX. And he touched so many people, you know, with his spirit and all that. And so, um, this one was one that, that, you know, really hurts. And as we get older, you know, you, I feel like we start experiencing more loss because we start experiencing the loss of, you know, celebrities, the loss of family members, and you start seeing, you know, more people pass in and out. But I definitely wanted to, you know, definitely uh, send my condolences and just, you know, definitely prayers for his children and um, his fiance and his family. Um, that was definitely a shocker, I think, to everybody and nothing that, you know, we want to be actually sitting here talking about, right? Okay, so I don't have much today for Hot Topics. I think I'm just going to just spend a little bit of time giving an update on the TI and Tiny and Deshaun Washington situation. So, okay, 
So I told you guys, I think I've been kind of trying to give you guys a trickle of uh, updates with this. The T.I. and Tiny situation um, is still no updates, even though I just read last week that I think four more women um, have came out and allegedly have, uh, you know, stated that, you know, they, they were uh, raped in some kind of way or didn't give consent for the sex. Um, let's see. I read this one and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be too vulgar in regards to like, I'm just going to kind of just, you know, paraphrase it kind of the way that I read it. But basically one of the girl's statements was that, um, and this was the girl, young lady that I think was like an assistant and she was underage. She basically said that, uh, tiny had given her a drink. She drank the drink and she wasn't feeling well. She told her to go lay, lay down on the tour bus. And when she came to, you know, she had had tearing and, you know, uh, like pressure and pain, you know, uh, in her, um, you know, like her vaginal areas and everything. So when she went to a doctor, she actually had trauma to her vagina as well as her anus. Now, this is a statement that was made from like one of the girls, but there was also, they're coming out now telling the other statements. And, uh, you know, these statements are coming from different women that don't know each other from different areas of United States. So some are in Atlanta, some are in California, like some are all over. So I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think they're seeking criminal charges, so I don't know, but you know, obviously I have to say allegedly because they haven't been charged with anything, but, uh, it's not looking good. And I, you know, I, I totally think that this shit is true. You know, it's, it's, um, yeah. So, and if it is true, I think whatever needs to take place or whatever punishment is going to happen, then it definitely just needs to happen. And then with the Deshaun Watson situation, now that one is starting to heat up too. Um, I did talk about that a couple weeks ago as well, where I was like, I'm going to keep us updated. So now, so I think when I talked about it the first time, it only was like five or six women. And that's why I was saying, I wasn't really sure what exactly was going on because this has been a weird one because they still haven't really said what exactly is going on, but they have had more statements saying that he, one woman said that he ejaculated on her, like when her back was turned, like he ejaculated on her back which is disgusting. Um, a few times that like, basically he was forcing them to make him massage him, butt naked. Uh, a lot of times they were saying that he would make his penis have a full erection during a massage. It's like weird shit. Like it's like, so he didn't actually rape somebody. It was more so like, um, sexual harassment. I, I, I would say the sexual harassment, I would assume. Right. Um, what, what is it? Inde- indecent exposure, maybe? I mean, sexual harassment, I, I would say, um, if it would be anything. Uh, and so one girl did speak out. So, so far, it's only been one girl. Now, it's been 33 women, I think, and, and, and counting, I think. But 33 women that's basically said something. But one girl actually went on record. Like, they actually had her at the press conference, and she was crying and shit and, and like, was traumatized. So, um, you know, and... I believe it because usually when it's this much smoke, it's too much fucking smoke. It's definitely fire because I mean, you guys, too many women coming out saying the same thing and you're kind of doing like creepy fucking behavior. So I don't really understand it. And we actually had this conversation earlier when I talked to my other podcast about it, 
because I really don't get this Deshaun Washington situation. I don't know if this is like a fetish, like to just be creepy or what's the rationale behind like why you was in these massage parlors, like just being ratchet and creepy with these women. Like, but I do know that some people have fetishes and I'm just sitting here wondering like, was this shit a fetish? Like, and I feel the same way about the TI situation too. Like, you know, because you're drugging people and you're doing all this stuff. And I mean, this is coming from somebody that has sex. Like, I don't want to have sex with somebody that's passed the fuck out on some rapey type shit. So why, why would you want to do that? So it's almost like, do you have a fetish? Cause some people have rape, rape fetishes. Like some people like to do shit like that. Cause I find it to be weird on why you're like drugging people. And then with the Deshaun Washington situation, I find it weird as to like, why are you just pulling your dick out? And like, why are you doing that? And I feel like as much money as he has, he could have just paid somebody to do creepy shit with him if he wanted to. If that's what your fetish is, I would, I mean, you can, you literally have a fetish, people out here that does all type of fetishes. Like, you know, you see these only, only fan pages and all this shit where like, I was, I was watching this one podcast and this girl came onto the podcast and she was like, she gets paid like, I think it was like over $20,000 a month to literally dress like a dog. Like she has like, she has like a bikini or something on, but she acts like a dog and she eats and drinks out of the fucking bowl and shit. And she literally be prancing around on her only fans like that. And I think she has sex like, like a dog. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just don't, I don't understand why people do weird shit like this. Cause I'm like, I'm sure somebody out here will be willing to probably just participate with this. So it almost made me feel like, do you have a fetish of being dominant or having rape, like being a rapist or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining myself well, but like, that's, that's, this is a shit that goes through my mind. Cause I'm trying to understand what the fuck really going on. Deshaun Washington this week, he still hasn't been suspended from the NFL. Cause I mean, no charges have been made. It's just allegations right now. But Nike dropped him, Rolex dropped him, Beats by Dre uh, dropped him. Um, I think he had an endorsement with Pepsi. They dropped him. So yeah, it's not really you know it's not really looking that great right now. Um, and I don't really know what's gonna come from it, but I think that something. Um, will it be a settlement? Because if you if you didn't rape somebody. Like if he didn't penetrate somebody, he didn't rape the women, but he was sexually harassing them. But is it sexual assault to ejaculate on somebody? I don't know the answer to this, y'all. So y'all let me know. Y'all, y'all tell me, um, give me some feedback and y'all tell me, especially somebody that knows, help a sister out. Cause I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, that's all I really have for the, um, the hot topics this week. I just wanted to kind of give an update on that. And then, um, I wanted to have a brief conversation and I wanted to kind of recap the episode with Ked. It's the last episode. And I wanted to also speak about this Donna McClurkin, uh, interview that I watched. So let's just get into the thought of the week. So for the thought of the week, I wanted to just talk about my, I just wanted to kind of like 
I just wanted to talk today and I wanted to hash out some of my thoughts that I have uh, in regards to how people, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe my thought in regards to what I want to say, but I named this episode happiness because I believe that we all deserve happiness. And I think we all deserve to live freely, whatever way it is that we want to live. Right. And, and so I was watching, I'm a big Donnie McClurkin fan, right? I'm, I, as you guys have are learning about me, I'm a big gospel music fan. It's actually my favorite genre. And so I grew up listening to Donnie McClurkin, uh, live in London. It's my favorite CD. And, um, but I'm a huge Donnie McClurkin fan, but I mean, all my life, literally, I've been like, you know, we've known about him, you know, going back and forth in regards to, you know, he said he was gay. And then he said that, you know, he, he fights against it and, and he's not gay and, you know, he was saved and all these things. And here's the thing, I'm going to play this clip and I'm going to give my opinion on how I feel about this subject. So let me play this clip for y'all. And this was him speaking on, uh, uncensored. I didn't know how to have the relationship. I didn't know really what a woman wanted. I've messed up more than than I've had good. My past relationships were a sprinkling of everything, men and women. I don't know how to do this. And because of that, when things get rough, I go back into my safe place my music and my ministry i want to lay down next to somebody that's going to be with me for the rest of my life i really do i miss the fact that i did not have the family unit that i could lay next to my spouse with my baby on my chest and be the quintessential dad that raises up a family like i saw in my dreams and i wanted in my heart so never having a long-term relationship in my life and never being married my thing is i chalked that up i'm gonna probably be alone for the rest of my life as far as a mate is concerned happiness is something that's relative i've got joy joy is consistent happiness is based on what happens but joy is a constant type of assurance that everything's gonna be okay okay so I okay, I I heard what Donna McClurkin was trying to say, but I actually felt sad for him. And I'm gonna say why. I think that the reason that he's stating he doesn't know how to do this shit and he doesn't know how to have this relationship with a woman, he was engaged there for a minute. Well, I think the reason why that he's probably struggling with it because I think that he's gay, right? Um and I think that because he's in the church, you know, he feels that that's a desire that he has to fight against. And I, I don't actually agree with that. Um, I always tell you guys I'm a loose Christian and I, and I, I joke about it, you know, but I mean it, but I, I truly believe in God. Like I, I'm a lover of God and, you know, I believe that you need to, uh, be kind and be good. And, you know, I think religion for me personally, I believe that religion is important because it gives you a moral compass. 
And so uh, I think it kind of helps you stay in line of what a good person should be. Like, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, you know, don't commit adultery, you know, shit like that. Right. Um, But I never understood the gay piece. I never been somebody that will condemn somebody. I, I, I don't really agree. And when I was really deep into church, like where I was like a holy roller and like really in there, I was so disappointed by the way people were treated in the church. I mean, it was crazy to me because I'm like, how can I say that I'm a Christian and that you treat, you know, your fellow person, you know, good and you treat them well and you treat them right. But because they choose to love the way that they, um, the, the way that they feel they, who they want to love. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I don't get, why would you automatically just say, well, you're going to hell and you treat people like that. Right. So here's the thing, as you guys know, I'm black and in the black church, you can, which I've seen all of these instances, I'm about to say, you can beat your wife. You can cheat on your wife. You can have kids all over the fucking place with different women. You know, you can, you can do a lot of shit wrong and people can just say, oh, well, you know, God's working on them or they're trying to get themselves together. You know, there's always an excuse or a reason as to why this might be justifiable. The one thing you can't be in a black church is gay. That is like the most, like, I mean, it, it just don't go no further than that. And I've never understood that because I'm like the levels of hypocrisy that you see, because I'm like, I know gay people who are phenomenal people and I would never in my life treat them poorly ever. Right? Like I don't really believe in labels. I don't, be- I don't personally believe in labels. Like, I don't think that you have to say what you are. Like if I wanted to put a label on myself, I'd probably be pansexual cause I I'm free. And that's, that's kind of how I feel. Like I've dated male and female and it's not like I have an overly preference to one or the other, but I just like what I like and, and that's what it is. You know, my, you know, my partner, I mean, before we got together was married to a man for like 22 years. And so I'm not gonna automatically just say that they're gay. You know, I don't think it fucking matters either. And I think that we as people want to label each other and you have to say what you are. And so I wanted to circle back because I had this conversation a little loosely with Ked last week. Ked, I've known Ked since he was like seven years old and he's such, you know, uh, he's funny, he's fun and, you know, he's, he's good peoples, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he spoke about on the last episode about how, you know, he struggled with his sexuality. And if you kind of call some things, like you can still see there's still something that he kind of feels is wrong. And I don't personally think that it's wrong for you to, if you have if if you're gay and you have affections for the same sex and you genuinely feel that way and and you can't control how the fuck you feel, you you can't control it. Just so it's just so Lynn, so sitting here listening to Donnie McClurkland and him saying he's never had a long-term relationship. And at this point he knows that he's going to die alone. That was sad to me. Because I think as people, we all desire some kind of level of companionship. And for me, if I'm not going to, I'm not going to not live my life, right. Based on what I think these people want me to do or the condemnation that the church is going to give me. If I decide to 
choose love, right? And I just think, I just think it's wrong. I do. I've been in church, right? And the choir director's gay is like blatantly gay. You know, you, you, you have people that you know are gay and you'll see the preacher get up there and have a whole sermon about how they're going to hell. I just always wondered, you know, in my mind, how do those people feel? You know what I'm saying? And for me, like when I, when I think about my God and the God that I serve, I don't think that it will want, he will want somebody to think less, less of themselves or be at a point that they want to completely remove themselves from this world based on the way that people perceive them and how they're treated in this world. And I just don't, I just don't believe that. And so when I saw this, this interview with Donna McClurkin, like, you know, it really has been on my mind because I'm like, you know, I know people who families do not talk to them, who can, they cannot come home, who they have to rely on having, you know, friends or groups of, you know, people as like, as a new creation of their own family based on the fact that their family disowned them due to their sexuality. And I could never imagine, um, you know, my kids telling me something and me being like, um, yeah, I can't fuck with you. And mind you, I, I, I'm a bonus parent, right? Like, you know, I have bonus kids. So I definitely, definitely couldn't imagine if I had kids from my own body and telling my kids, you got to go. But then the same breath saying I'm a Christian. How does that, how, how does that work? I, I got, I've, I've never understood this because I've always wondered, like, how, how does that work? I, I don't get it. And I don't get why people put so much judgment on what somebody's doing as far as like in their personal lives. How does that make you a good Christian? Like, I don't, I I just, it's just kind of hypocrisy to me. And, um, and I thought that when I heard the, the, um, the interview, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, today I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit, but I also just wanted to say like, you know, I'm 36 years old in a few months, I turned 37 and I've been so up, down, left, right, all around. Right. To the point that now, like I, all I can do is just live in my truth. Like all I can do is just live in this skin. Right. And I desire, you know, happiness and not just happiness, fulfillment. And that's what I try to give myself every single day. And I feel like that's how all of us should be. We should be looking for our passions. We should lo- be free to love who we want to love, right? Without judgment of somebody else, because who are we to judge each other? We all are just regular people, right? Who are we to judge each other? And we should just be free because we only have this one life. And literally, sometimes I look up and I'm like, yo, I might be 37 fucking years old. And I feel like I was just an undergrad in my 20s. And life goes so fast like that, where it's like, before you know it, you know, I'm damn near 40 and my, my happiness and my self happiness is so important to me because I don't want my life just to keep passing me by and I'm unhappy or I've spent these years being unhappy and I can't care about what people think of me either. What I do care about is how people perceive me. And I care about the legacy that I leave behind 
And I strongly doubt that my legacy will be based on my sexuality. My legacy will be based on the messages that I give people, the goodness that I give people, you know, my kindness that I give people and how I treated them as people. And that's what I think about. And that's what I try to maintain is how I want to be remembered. And I want to be remembered as somebody who was kind and somebody who loved. And when they loved, they, you knew that they loved you and who would always be there with open arms and who gave back to the community and who continued this messaging that I'm doing now and continuing my journey and also normalizing, you know, having these conversations of healing, having these conversations of therapy, having these conversations of, you know, breaking generational cycles. That's, that's, that's my passions. And that's what I want to be remembered by. And I think that we all uh, should care about our happiness and we should care about, um, and, and not even just that we should do the shit to make you happy. That's what I'm trying to say. And so honestly, I don't believe Donald Kirkland in this video when he said, oh, you know, it's fine. No, like nobody wants to die alone. I ain't never heard nobody say they want to die alone. And I think it's kind of sad that he's like how he just can't get it right. And I think the reason why he can't get it right is because he's gay. You know, I think he wants to be with a man. But I think he feels like since he is a gospel singer, that that will never be accepted. And that's what I think. That's my thoughts. So it actually was an interesting interview. So y'all should go and, uh, you know, check out the interview. Share your thoughts with me on what you think. Live your lives, people. That's my messaging for today. That was my thought of the week for today because, I mean, that's really what I've thought about. Just from the episode with Ked down to, you know, then I saw this. And I'm like, man, like, so many people struggle with this. And I remember when I was, like, 19 years old, I was in college, and there was this woman in church, such a nice woman. I can't even remember her name. Such a sweet woman, though. And she was alone. And she was like how she got saved and she was gay. She got saved and she literally does not desire a man. I'll never forget this because she told me this. She said, I don't desire a man. And she said, but she also don't want to go to hell. So she's just going to make the choice to just be alone because she does not want to be with a man because she wants to be with a woman. But she felt like it was wrong to do because that's what they say. And so she just going to die alone. And to me, I just think, I just don't agree. I just think, I just thought that was the saddest story. And I was like, I, I just, I just think that's crazy. And I think, I just think that's a sad, I just think that's sad to me. And may, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't going aren't to agree with me on this, but that's my truth. So that's my truth. So that's all I had this week for the thought of the week. Definitely check out that interview. Tell me what you think. And you can even share your thoughts with me. And you can tell me if you disagree with me, because I'm sure a lot of you guys will, but maybe you won't. So we can talk about it. So give me some feedback. Uh, next week, I think I'm going to have a guest on. I don't know. I think so. Or in two weeks, I'm going to have one on. I get these days mixed up, but coming soon. And um, so those gonna be, that's going to be a pretty dope conversation. And uh, don't forget to follow the podcast, please. Uh, if you're not su- subscribed, make sure that you follow, you can find it on SoundCloud, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, 
um, everywhere pretty much that is streaming. So whatever's your poison, just pick it and subscribe so you can get the episode updates. And also follow the podcast on social medias. I'm on Twitter a lot, so you can follow me on uh, It's Just My Thoughts. No, sorry. Twitter is IJMT Podcast. Uh, and I talk back to you on there if you hit me up. And then also on Instagram, it's at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And then you can also email me as well. And it's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. So I thank you guys so much for listening. Like always, I did miss y'all last week. And so I'm happy to be back this week. But thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.